from the newsroom of the red and black. This is the front page. On today's edition, Luke Guillory and Enterprise reporter Sherry Liang talk about high schools in Georgia and how nearly a quarter of UGA's freshman class came from about 20 high schools in fall 2019. But first, here's a look into this week's news. From the news desk, two Fulton County individuals were diagnosed with the first cases of COVID-19 or coronavirus in Georgia. The announcements came days after the University of Georgia Office of Global Engagement suspended all spring 2020 study abroad and exchange programs in Italy and South Korea. From the sports desk, Georgia men's tennis coach Manuel Diaz passed former Georgia coach Dan McGill as the winningest coach in SEC history. The Bulldogs defeated number three ranked Ohio State for Diaz's 707th win. And check out our coverage for Adverse Fest on the Coulter Desk, a festival featuring single and duo artists from a variety of genres. You can find out more information on our website, and the festival will take place at the Athens Institute for Contemporary Art and Caledonia Lounge. In fall 2019, nearly a quarter of the University of Georgia's freshman class came from 20 Georgia high schools. And we're here with Enterprise reporter Sherry Liang, who did the story. And Sherry, I guess to start, how many high schools are in Georgia, just to put that number 20 in perspective? So there are 469 high schools, um, but that's only within Georgia. That's not even counting the schools from out of state, out of the country. So 20 out of these in-state schools is a pretty significant number um, for a quarter of the entire incoming freshman class in fall. Being just 20 high schools within Georgia, that is a very significant number. So why is such a concentrated population coming from this same place? So we looked at a number of factors. There's not one singular factor that we can definitively point to, but some of the trends we evaluated were the direct certification percentage, which was reported by the governor's Office of Student Achievement. Um, and basically that percentage aggregates a lot of sort of the financial need that students may have. So be it um, reduced lunch or they have unstable parents, unstable guardians, and unstable living condition. Um, and so essentially the lower the number, the more economically stable, economically privileged uh, community is. We looked at that per high school. We also looked at racial demographics, so comparing that with UGA, comparing it with that Georgia as a whole, and looking at the different racial categories and see how that compares. And we also looked at the SAT and ACT scores, see how that compares with the Georgia state average for all the high schools. And what we did end up finding is that generally, most of these high schools, as far as direct certification goes, they their percentages fall under the statewide average, meaning that compared with the average high school in Georgia, they're more financially well. And for test scores, they generally have a higher average for SAT and ACT. And for racial demographics, it, it, it really varies across these 20 high schools. Obviously, they're very different high schools in their own right, but as far as some of the 
high schools in this concentrated area we're talking about in the metro Atlanta area, they generally do have higher minority populations um, across the board. So these students are essentially coming from more affluent populations. They're getting better test scores, but you said Metro Atlanta. Were there any specific areas within Metro Atlanta that a lot of students were coming from? Yeah, so we were looking at the counties, and a lot of the schools are in Forsyth, Fulton, Cobb, and Gwinnett, and those are sort of surrounding Atlanta, a little bit north of Atlanta. Um, and we mapped it out, 13 of these schools, 13 out of 20 are within 10 miles of one another. So like from school to school, they're 10 miles within at least one of the other schools. And again, we could probably look at economic factors. We can look at racial factors, see where demographics lie in the state. and academic performance and we can see a lot of the same trends that are reflected in the incoming class. They're all within at least 10 miles of another one of the schools. Did you talk to anyone from the schools kind of about what it's like not just seeing people from your own high school when you go to college but people that like lived in your town and you knew? So yeah that was kind of the inspiration behind writing this article in the first place because you know living in a dorm last year as a freshman I really felt like I was in high school again. I knew people down the hall. I knew people who were my dorm neighbors. And I just, I wanted to see if this was sort of the experience across the board because, you know, a lot of my upperclassmen friends from the same high school were still friends with people from high school. Since it is pulling from such a small, like, geographic location, what did the diversity look like? And did that kind of match up with UGA? Yeah, so one of the people I interviewed, she's from Peachy Ridge High School. She said it took three years for her to see another Latina female in one of her classes. And that was one of the things that really surprised her coming to UGA. Um, another person I interviewed, she's still a senior at Northview, but um, Northview in particular has a extremely high Asian population. It's 2.5 times larger than the white population. And she said that in a lot of her classes, like she's the only white person. Um, and those are very different experiences to what we see at UGA. Um, and so race definitely does play a factor in it. I think a lot of people are either surprised at how diverse UGA is or how not diverse UGA is compared to their high school. So there's not necessarily a correlation with the 20 high schools, but um, some of these high schools on the list do have higher levels of racial diversity as compared to UGA. And Georgia as a whole, as the Census Bureau reports, has, again, different demographics in Georgia than both what UGA have and what these 20 high schools have. So it's interesting to see sort of the discrepancies between each level. Yeah, and to switch up a little bit, how does that compare to the high schools in and around UGA? So around Athens, Clark County, Oconee County, what do the numbers from places like there look like? So the two major Athens high schools, which are Clark Central and Cedar Shoals, are pretty notably not represented in you know, the higher numbers of the larger high schools that send the most students, despite being right next door to UGA. And what we found is that Clark Central 
used to be at the top. It used to be called Athens High School. And from the year that UGA started publishing these fact books where we can see enrollment um, in 1969, um, the number has significantly decreased. They used to send 104 students, and now it only sends 14 students. And Sear Scholes, when they first entered the fact book, for fall of 1973, they sent 61 students and were consistently at the top of the list. And by fall 2019, it sent less than 11 students, which is below the threshold that UGA Factbook counts. So they're not even actually on listed as a high school that sends students to UGA on the Factbook. So this is something we want to look into. Um, contextualizing schools outside of these 20 because there are a lot of factors that affect both sides and we can look at race we can look at scholarships like Zell and Hope and see how they've affected you know the more affluent suburbs we can look at Oconee County which is obviously like right next door to Clark County but you know they had two high schools on the list North Oconee and Oconee County and looking at all like the socioeconomic factors that contribute to this but it's there's more to it than meets the eye and we we definitely want to keep looking into this all right Cherry well thanks for coming on and talking thanks for having me and that was the front page the Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company, co-produced by Luke Guillory, Kira Posey, and Stephen Barr. The Front Page is sponsored by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in next time.